There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show. It's brilliant to be back with you for yet another fascinating show with another fascinating guest. And I'm so excited to interview Blair again today because he is a He's a wonderful fellow, and I'm, I'll share a little bit about him in a, in a moment, And uh, but I always enjoy our conversations. Um, before I introduce you to Blair, um, I do hope you're having a, you know, wherever you are in the globe, I hope you're having a good week. I hope you are making a difference wherever you are, and I hope you're going to do everything you can to elevate your thinking and your um, your behavior and your, your work such that uh, you're contributing to a positive ripple out there because we... We need we need to bring out the best of ourselves, I think, at the moment in this environment and and contribute to a better world rather than uh, than um, having a negative impact on it. So I think that's becoming a theme around the business elevation show for me is this uh, this concept of a better world. And how do we step up to make our our mark on the world, um, have a have a positive ripple on it such that uh, we leave a place behind when we eventually leave this earth, uh, which is a little bit better um, for our, our presence. So I want to say also a, a big thank you to my guest last week. Um, I had Jennifer Jordan on. We talked about uh, we talked about uh, venture capital, and I thought we got a really good sense last week of you know, where can venture capital fits in when you're growing your business, uh, about the development. Initially, we're probably finding in some of our own cash, and then we may be persuading some angel investors if we've got a great idea, a great concept, and the right team around us. And she really shared the different elements and some wonderful stories of uh, of how you know venture capital and the backing of certain businesses is having a positive impact on the world through you know through biomedicine and, and various different areas. So I enjoyed that, found it very helpful. So if you're looking to raise any funds, go into the archive and do check out. Uh, that in that interview. So today we're going to talk about meaningful leadership and uh, my best guest, uh, Blair Singer. Um, Blair joined us previously, I, I think probably about a year ago on the show, and we talked about learning. And what I found with Blair was I, I just I, I just loved talking to him. I loved his humility. You know, Blair, Blair is a successful man and he's made a, a big contribution to his work, but he's, he's very, um, very humble I think in his approach um, as well as being you know a, a real pioneer and I think you get a real sense that he has a deep sense of meaning through what he what he does and uh, I think we'll be in for a treat today talking about meaningful leadership and what it means and when I when I talked to Blair about this um, I couldn't help thinking talk about meaningfulness we were saying that you need more meaningfulness in the work to in work to kind of keep us motivated and keep our employees uh, motivated and happy and I couldn't help thinking about Viktor Frankl's classic man's search for meaning which really focused on love hope responsibility and freedom and beauty found in both nature and art in in and that was all in his mind because he was uh, reflecting on life and I think he was maybe I've, I've heard of people taking this concept and playing rounds of golf in their head rather imprisoned etc but he was in a very harrowing situation and 
but he found he found meaning which kept him going now you all like myself and like blair you've been through the pandemic you you only have to you only have to we have to look i look outside and look at the parchedness of the uh, my garden outside and we we turn on the news and we think about the things that are going to on to realize we're in such a changing world right now and therefore we need to we need to be able to believe in things we need to have purpose we need to have meaning to um i think be the bring the best of ourselves out and our employees uh, and suppliers uh, in order to keep on moving forward and keep on progressing positively you could look um some of my guests recently uh, lisa will mcleod a couple of weeks ago and we talked about noble purpose she said it said it was a gift actually to be born right now and to be here and i think that's the sort of attitude we need i believe that too it's actually an honor to be here at the minute um even though things are difficult and having you know having to having to summit um some of these challenges and get over some of these these issues um, now, my my guest, Blair Singer, he's the founder and CEO of the Blair Singer Training Academy. He's author of four best-selling books. He's an in-demand international public speaker. He's taught and has an amazing organization. He's spanned 25 countries on five con continents. He's helped thousands, hundreds of thousands of individuals and businesses to experience unparalleled growth and return on investment, but also what I love, overall happiness. And Something that Blair has been, I didn't realize when I spoke to Blair last, he's been up um, Kilimanjaro many times. And his, his new book, Summit Leadership, is, is a joy. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating and it's compelling. And um, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll hear a little bit about that over the next few minutes. But I want to say a big welcome to, to Blair. We're going to talk about more meaningful leadership. Um, Blair, it's, it's great to see you again. Oh, Chris, well, it's an honor to be here and thank you for having me. And just listening to your recap of the speakers that have come before, I just feel like I'm in pretty good company. You're talking to people about venture capital and, and about uh, other forms of leadership and how all of it, while it has a, everything that we do has commercial value, it also has the opportunity to have very personal, lots of personal value to it as well. And um, so I'm feel I'm honored to be working with you again. Uh, our last interview was amazing, um, and I'm looking forward to this one too. Well, th thank you so much. I think we we chatted a week or so ago, and I talked a little about you know people, planet, and profit, kind of in that order. So so you know commercialism it is really important, isn't it? But I suppose you know we when we look back on our life later on down the line and reflect, it's 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 not going to be about how much money we. We amassed. Um, I guess it's going to be about the meaning that we helped other people to gather. You know what what they felt through our kind of connection and what they learned. And um, it's not just about commercial things, is it? No, but 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 to the to the extent that the commercial side allows a leader, a person to reach, yeah, uh, yeah. allows 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 you to reach more people, to affect more institutions, to take whatever your personal philosophy is or whatever your, your values are on life and allows you to extend it way beyond just you and you and yourself. Right. Yeah. So, so the, 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 I believe the two work to, must work together if you're going to make some changes. I, I completely agree. I, I, Cause you, you're right. It's like the commercial element it's, it's, it's energy, isn't it? That enables you to, to reach out to, to lots as you've, as you've said there. And, uh, you, you have to have an organization people need to be paid and and you need to be able to invest in things and you need to be able to create as you i know reading about you for you and your business and your kind of mission it's uh 
it's about you know doing things at a kind of world class level really you know you, if you do things you do them well and and you need to bring bringing in commercial money to enable that to happen don't you it's just it's a way it works and and you need to be able to enable other people to lead as well so yeah. you need to be able to I'm sure every every person you've had on your show is it's it's not just about them. It's about the teams that they build, and it's about the leaders that they groom, and about those leaders to create more teams. So, you know, in sales, we talk about in my, in my old days of sales is like you know you learn one to one sales, and that's pretty good. But then you learn about one to many. How can you sell one to many? Gain more leverage. But the real leverage then becomes when you go from one to one, one to many, and many to many. Um, and at that point, now you've got a movement, you've got reach, you have the ability to, uh, to help lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for your, your contributions to helping lots of people. It's uh, uh, very, very, uh, well, we're, I'm going to talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a moment. I just wonder, you know, since we last spoke, <clears throat> um, what have been the most meaningful and insightful, insightful moments for you? What's, what's happened in your your world that has maybe maybe changed you a little bit from the well from the the, the humble person i met last time <laughs> you know well, <laughs> i hope be- that that part of it hasn't changed too much but yeah. i when you ask the, that question i'm just like going, wow oh my gosh so many things have happened but what have been the most significant ones you know there have been some good things and bad things okay. you know you get a certain point in your career and and you know by a certain age you know, you start to see your friends, some friends drop off, some friends step up, you know. Um, so for me, I think that some of the most significant things that have taken place are obviously kill, summoning Killy again for the 12th, 12th, yeah, 12th summit, 12th summit, and uh, the, which was amazing. And it becomes a very spiritual experience for me and the, and the teams that I take there. Uh, and had some very powerful questions in my mind that got resolved once we got above the cloud line up there in, in, a, in a very powerful way, uh, which maybe we'll discuss later. But that happened. And, and I'd say that everything in my life, just very personally, just compressed over the last two or three months just before talking to you, you know, came down from Killy. Um, uh, we created a new tactical leadership program, that, uh, a brand new program that includes law enforcement, first responders, uh, veteran, uh, veterans, people like that, and some quality experts and a high dose of personal development. And as the instru- one of the instructors, it changed my life, you know, just looking at my priorities. And, and as I mentioned to you earlier, my, my little sister... Uh, unfortunately, suffered for a year with a glioblastoma in her in her he- in her head, which is a very aggressive, nasty uh, cancer tumor. Uh, she passed away uh, just several weeks ago, um, and she was a great teacher and a great trainer. Um, I loved her dearly. She was a combination of my little sister and almost like my child, and um, and. Uh, and I was with her and talked to her just before she passed away um, and very meaningful. And I, and I talked to her and she could, she is barely conscious. And I said, Sarah, I said, you know what? You've accomplished more than 20 people. Uh, you've, you've changed the lives of thousands of people and, uh, and, I, and you should feel good about that right now. And, 
I think it's time for you to rest. It's time to rest. I don't know what happens after this, but you know, if, uh, if there's anything, then the reward for a job well done is a much bigger job. So once you get some rest now, it's okay. Everybody's going to be fine. And that was the last time I was able to speak to her, but her presence got bigger in my life. And it forced me with all the things that took place and some massive changes in our business and repivoting again and changing other relationships all for the better. Everything I'm looking now at the, as, as I approach 70 years old, I'm, I'm, lo I'm looking at, I'm going, okay, I am, I am so excited because this is the next frontier, the next iteration of me and my career and all of that and the people around me. Never been so excited. Never been so excited about my career. Never been so excited about what's what's lying ahead, looking at what's going on out in the world. It's the perfect time, the perfect opportunities. Every, you know, it's like Dr. Buck, Mr. Fuller said, you know, you look back and you say, and he said, he always said, I would, I, would, I don't rue a thing. You know, I would never change anything. And um, in anticipation of this interview, I was talking to my wife and I said, you know what? I look back at all the stupid hair, knuckle, knuckle brain, stupid things that I've done in my, my, in my life. And you know what? I wouldn't change any of them. <laughs> I wouldn't change any of them. And it's, it's really good. And, and to the point, it's about meaning, right? Yeah. It, it, we are meaning creatures and, and, you know, we go through a school system that basically forces us to learn things that have no meaning. Okay. So, but if you can apply meaning, like Viktor Frankl says, to anything that's going on, on around you, you can turn a, a bleak experience into a joyous experience. I think I think you you brought up a few things for me. You, you brought up my 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 health challenges this year, which I've I've shared on the, the show that's before, right. and uh, and that brought me it brought a lot of extra meaning to me and 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 energy and gratitude for my energy and um and I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's um, that reframing. I think you were kind of talking about you know, reframed, reframed everything, uh, and also the you know I'm so sorry about your sister, but it's and it but it took me to the four days sitting with my father three and a half years ago with, with his passing, and uh, you know those those moments, having been through those experiences, they want me to make the most of the time that I've got got here. Um, uh, so the, I guess in those situations there are silver linings, aren't? Um, right. And, and you're right; those people that you that you miss, they, they still become they can become very present. You know, I think about my dad. I still kind of walk with my dad. Uh, actually, you know, and I sometimes I talk in my head with my dad. Sometimes um, the relationship hasn't ended, but it fuels me on. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, no, my, it's something we all go through. Everybody will. Everybody has, and everybody will. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've got a couple of minutes till commercial um, break. Break now. Um, I, I just, I just wonder. I, I know you've got, a, you've got a very good friend in Robert Kiyosaki, um, rich dad, poor dad, and uh, uh, and done some amazing things like like yourself. And in, in the forward to your book, he talks about the fourth turning and the predictions of the author Strauss and how and you know, that book really impacted me when I read it. And I just wonder, you know, and if we just run on a little bit on the couple of minutes, so it's fine. I just wonder, you know, what your feeling is about, you know, their prophecies coming true around this entropy 
that we're feeling right now and, and maybe what's the relationship between entropy and meaning well first of all yeah the fourth turning as they talk about is that these are cycles these are cycles that humanity goes through we've gone through them before we'll go through them again and to understand it's not like the it's not the end of the world but it's a disruption and basically what i've learned over the years is that that people companies nations get to a certain place where the games or the or the the, the yeah the games that they've been playing whether it's in business or whether personal in life those games are over they run their course you know the technology changes uh life changes all these things change and what will happen is that then then that game no longer operates then everybody's at a loss and they're going oh my god what do we do and they go into a panic but it's a normal mode mm-hmm. depression as it was described by one of my one of my teachers and coaches Depression simply means end of game. It just means that that game is over. So the roaring 20s gave way to the 30s and the depression. So we were, we were money making money making money in the 20s. And then that game ended. And that game ended and everything collapsed. But for people that understood, okay, oh, that's the end of this. Some of the greatest businesses in the world were, were built during those times. Uh, we're looking, okay, so what's new? What's the next thing? What's the next... What's the next opportunity we should be looking at? So I think that um, for leaders, if you, ha- you keep your values strong, your code of honors are strong, you, you know, you, you look at the bigger picture of what you're doing with your business, then disruption is just a normal part of your business. It's just a normal part of life. And now don't panic in it. Embrace it and say, okay. So what's next for us? Because you try to milk and hold on to what, what it used to be, you go deeper and deeper and deeper into depression, economic depression and psychological depression. Yes, yes. Well, on that note, we'll, um, we'll come back after the break in just a couple of minutes and uh, we'll, we'll have a look at how we should, should respond to this and why, why bringing more meaning into into our lives and the lives of the people that we work with as leaders and uh, understanding that there's a bigger kind of reason for all of this than uh, just going into the office and back each, each day. Um, it can kind of help, help us through and help us overcome uh, this, these levels of disruption, disruption, which I'm sure you experience it from um, on many occasions on the 12 visits to Kilimanjaro we've had. So we'll maybe talk a little bit about that too. So we'll be back again with everybody in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Blair Singer, and we're talking about leadership. And we're talking about this, this concept of of kind of me- meaningfulness, really. And uh, I think we shared before the break... Um, uh, Blair shared some you know, very personal experiences and we talked a bit about disruption and uh, which um, is often called en- entropy, uh, which we have in life. And, and you know, we started to talk a little, you know, a bit about meaning and it being important. But I think maybe before we, we go much further, Blair, maybe maybe you could define for us in your, your words, what is meaning and why is it so important? Okay. Well, meaning. Okay, so meaning... You know, what, what inspires you, what gets you up in the morning, what invigorates you, wakes you up. I mean, those would be the obvious definitions of meaning, you know, something that touches you emotionally, uh, yeah, mentally, physically, even, or even spiritually. So anything that touches you, it would be something that would have meaning. Now, the other thing about it is that um, a friend of mine wrote this book over here. You can't see it. Um, but uh, it's called cracking the learning code. And the thing that we do know by, by about the science of meaning is that the science of meaning is that the way the brain, and I'm not a scientist, so don't quote me on all this, but, but the way the brain works is that our brain is face, faces so much input that it naturally sorts the things that's meaningful to it. Okay. So if it has no meaning to then that stuff is not stored. It just doesn't re, it's not retained. So for example, kids in school. Okay. Like we were talking about my son. My son is, is very kinesthetic um, and he likes working with his hands. He found school to be very difficult, very much of a challenge, the mathematics and the science and all that stuff. But when he went to trade school to learn to be an auto mechanic, he loved it. He studied hard. He 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 did extra hours. He did the extra effort. He was meticulous. And now he's working at a car dealership, a, a high-end car dealership here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and loves it. And they love him. So there's an example of meaning. So that was meaningful to him. A bear, okay, can smell a scent like 20 miles away because that, because that smell is meaningful to them, to their survival, to their diet and all that stuff. So they, they have learned to focus on that. They've learned to accentuate that. 
We don't because we don't, we can't smell anything. So we just learn how to get to the grocery store to get what we need to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so all of life is about if you're trying to learn, if you're a leader trying to lead other people, does it have meaning to them? Which I think is one of the things we want to talk about as well. Yeah, you know, we're facing, we're facing the, the great resignation, right? You know, why are these people leaving? You know, I, Southwest Airlines said that 15 to 20% of people that sign up to go to work there don't even show up the first day. Mm. They don't even show. Amazing. That's all the people are leaving. Why? Because for some reason, there's no meaning in the marketplace. We've re- the, the bad thing about fourth turning, it's an entropy. The good thing about fourth turning is that it's what people are now at a level of awareness and going, why am I doing, <clears throat> excuse me, why am I doing this? What's the meaning in it? Um, and, you know, so, so for me, meaning means it's relevant to me. It, it's something that I have interest in. And to you and I may not have, we may be friends because we share meaning on certain things, but there may be other things that have more meaning to you than they do to me. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're, they're wrong. It just means that if you're going to have a successful life, you should follow what has meaning to you. Yeah. So, so is, this, is this about then um, where we kind of create a real kind of heart level, deep, visceral kind of warmth and energy around something, which then impacts us such that we 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 gain a, a real kind of laser like or a focus right. when you know when that is that is popping up we we can because we can almost kind of then almost be programmed can't we towards a particular vision or goal if it touches at a very deep level and not just a right. head that's level right. that's right and so exactly right and so the the leaders that we all know and revere they're successful they found that you know and they follow it it, it has nothing to do with intellect it has nothing to do with um, their acumens in certain areas. It just has to do with it's something that they're willing to drive toward day in, day out, day in, day out. And it'd be a bit of a grind, but they love it. And it, because it has meaning to them, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and I think that one of, you know, Harvard Business, I read a couple of months ago, Harvard Business Review did this whole thing on what's happening with the great resignation. And as I read the articles and, and, and the case studies, it all came down to meaning. There's no, the meaning in the, in the and, and as a leader, it's not that difficult to provide meaning for the, your staff, but for most people, well, I'm paying them. That's enough. Okay. And we have a corporate mission. That's good enough. Do they buy into that? And so, but that's not enough anymore. It's not enough anymore. No, no. And uh, this, this, so this is um, we we talked to I think you, you used the term leadership two point zero when we chatted a week week ago. So this is almost significant enough to say actually our leadership has to change and has to move another level to equip ourselves to lead three people through the entropy that is happening in the world out to and the foretoning does say eventually we come out to spring again don't we you know we we get we come out of this turmoil and where everything's upside down and there's issues and people are falling out but we 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 find equilibrium again but there's a period of time now where you know great leadership is going to be essential yeah absolutely uh, to be able to be the calm in the eye of the storm right so yeah. it, it's like one thing that Dr. Buckminster Fuller always, always said that those things operate in duality. So there's entropy, which things blowing apart. There's syntropy, things coming together. So 
they're, they're always involuting, evoluting, coming and coming and going. And so as a leader, you got to be able to see that because if you go, oh my God, it's the end of the world, right? Yep. Because it's a trauma. It's not the end of the world. It's, it's just a natural evolution that we're going through right now. And hopefully humanity gets a little smarter, gets a little more aware. Therefore, it has to have more meaning for, for, for a more evolved human race, it needs to have a little bit more meaning than it did maybe back or a different level of meaning than it did a uh, hundred years ago. Yes. I mean, do, do people just basics, do people even like what they do? Okay. It, it, is, it, do I love, am, am I doing something that I love? I mean, I might not love it all the time, but do I like it? That's number one. Number two, I think was, you know, am I playing to my strengths at, at any point during the week? Am I playing to my strengths or am I just not, I'm doing something that's just completely not my, not my thing. Okay. And, you know, do I have support here? Is there a support? Is there a team? How often do we get together? And, you know, basically, you know, I, I ascertained there were three questions that a leader can ask three, all th- three, just three. Number one, every week, you know, you just talk to a staff member, you say, Hey, look, um, how was your How's your week been? Um, have you done? Ha, ha, did you do anything this week that you really enjoyed? That you really liked? Tell me about it. Mm. Okay. This week, do you feel like you played to your strengths? That you were able to play to your strengths or not? And number three is like, you know, well, how can how can we support you? How can we support you? How can the team? How can we support you? Just those three questions. And 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 what happens is they found that people that at, that kind of came from that perspective. The, the the resignation rate or whatever you want to call it dropped by 80%. You know, it's just like, you don't need to love what you do a hundred percent of the time. If you're going to do that. You're going to become an entrepreneur. And with that will come risks, but not everybody wants to do that. Okay. Um, and by the way, it's not like that hundred percent of the time anyway, even if you are an entrepreneur. So, but, but the truth is, is that as leaders, This entropy that we're talking about is critical for us to evolve our businesses and evolve what we're trying to do to get to that next level. Because think about this, Chris. The other thing that lies beneath all all of this is technology is on a parabolic curve that's almost straight up right now. I mean, with artificial intelligence and things, the way healthcare is changing, the way that Car, transportation is changing the way that uh, information processing is changing. You, it's got to, it. We have to change, otherwise, we will become irrelevant. Yes. Um, and so, so our ability to provide meaning for people in the in the midst of that chaos that we actually created ourselves is going to be is going to be a key to building great workplaces and just having a happy life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's an interesting, um, it's just an interesting th- thought that you've just brought up for me is that um, there's something you, you could feel a great sense of urgency right now as a leader to move things on. And I feel, I feel a sense of urgency. However, there's also something which I, I, I picked up um, talking to students uh, last week, MBA students where they're searching. And I think you may have mentioned the same thing to me actually from that, that's what a lot of young people are searching for is kind of peace of mind and, you know, a sense of, of peace. So we've got this, there's a little bit of, a, you know, there's a kind of a mindfulness piece going on, which is important and uh, wanting a sense of peace in life. But actually everything's moving at such a fast pace too. 
there's a sense of urgency and it feels like you know there's almost um to slightly opposing sometimes merging forces there that's we- right and, and and like i said they 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 work together they live together so with chaos comes serenity you know and and so it, it, it so if you're able to bring those things together you know over the last several years you know about what is it, about 10 years ago i started meditating i never thought i'd ever meditate but why am I meditating? Because I need to be able to quiet my mind at least for a couple minutes a day, you know, just to just to settle it down. And it allows me to have a bigger perspective, not because I'm trying to visualize anything or anything like that. But the, the leaders that we train, it's a combination of personal growth as well as technical growth. And they have to come together in, the, in these days before you can do one or the other. Yeah. Today, they got to operate together. You've you've got to provide personal growth for yourself in a meaningful a meaningful way, whatever that is for you. Yeah. You know. So, so a way a way that you have found, I believe, effective from reading through your your book today, Summit Leadership, to help people bring meaning and and also equip themselves for leadership two point zero. Uh, is uh, for the last twelve years you've been you've been summiting um, Kilimanjaro, and you've been taking uh, teams of people from different countries up to uh, the summit where, where wherever possible on that um, on that mountain. Tell us a little bit about that. You know how that fits into meaning meaning and what you've learned. And uh, sure, sure, uh, we've, sure, got, we've got sure. four minutes till break, but if we go over, it's okay. It's okay. Just, okay. just just keep. Well, first of all, the only reason I went to Kilimanjaro is, is a long convoluted story, which I'm not going to tell now, but it's in the book about my son. Um, and we went there, basically went there to do some community service. And it turned out that, that part of the package was climbing Kilimanjaro. And we failed on our first climb because we went for whatever reason. And I never thought we'd go back until... Six months later, my son says to me, Dad, we got to go back there. I go, why? He goes, there's not a day I don't think about that mountain kicking my ass. We got to go back. And I'm going, now, if you have, you've got kids, if your kid comes to you and says something like that, you're going to go? Of course you're going to go, <laughs> right? You're going to go back. And we summited. But what I found on that mountain is that the seven-day trek, actually the seven days of the mountain, was one of the most serene, arduous, difficult but serene present time experiences that i'd ever experienced in my life mm-hmm. being out of the physical and away from phones away from everything one step at a time doing something very difficult climbing to altitude i just a lot of questions that i had in my mind got answered it became a very it was a very spiritual experience which for a couple of climbs i didn't share with people i didn't share that part of it because i thought maybe i'm just a little weird but, but I went again, and the same thing happened again, and the same thing happened again. I started sharing it with other people. So it's a, it's a, a, it's a respite, we call it a, a, a recess in the middle of life, in the middle of a year, where for the 14-day door-to-door trip just allows me to reset, connect. Because once you get above the cloud level, Chris, all of a sudden, everything down below those clouds doesn't seem nearly as a big of a deal as you thought it was when you were down there at all, at all. And, and, and perspective on things and, and, and 
I, the people that I take are usually entrepreneurs and other leaders. And every day we share with what happened on the mountain. What, you know, what'd you learn? What were the lessons? What, you know, cause life is always throwing you lots of lessons, but most people are, are just not even paying attention, but we debrief it. Where does that apply in your business? Where does that apply in your life? And we have a lot of laughing. <laughs> we have a lot of tears, uh, we, but we have a lot and a lot of change and, and people and no people come off that mountain. It's not, they're not the same as when they get up there. I know I'm not, I grow every single time. I guess one day when I stop do, growing, I'll stop climbing, <laughs> but it's, um, it, it basically takes the reason I wrote summit leadership is because in the seven days on that mountain, mostly all the challenges and experiences, decisions that you face as an entrepreneur are faced in those seven days. Yes. Different format. And, and so, but, but you have the opportunity to stop, stop it, see it, work through it. How does it apply? And then when people go back, businesses change, you know, relationships improve, people become more of themselves, you know, they get their health back, their lives back, all kinds of things like that. And because to the point we talked about earlier, Chris, different things have more meaning than others. Some people's business has more meaning than their family. Some people's family has more meaning than their health, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's all very, it's very personal, but it's very powerful. Yeah. And it's always been there. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you had to manufacture a classroom to make it happen. Yeah. So this, so this is inter- this is interesting. In to to I think in the respect, I think what we're saying there is, you know, you for an organization, you can kind of create meaning. And we had Lisa McLeod on a couple of weeks ago. We're talking about noble purpose and you know the purpose and the why we're doing things. Uh, and and you also suggested three great questions there to to ask ask people. So there is something about for a leader is not only being able to set that engaging vision and people understanding and purpose where they're heading, but also to be able to understand what's meaningful for each person in your team. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Now, people with large organizations, you can't talk to every single person, but your leaders do and your team leaders, and it becomes part of the culture. To make sure, and it's 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 tougher to manage. No, no question about it. Okay, it's 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 not part of the commercial <laughs> line of, of check checklist we have to deal with every day. But these days, that actually will gain you more leverage in the long term than ignoring it. Yeah, excellent. We're gonna go to commercial break now, and we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break, and uh, after the break, we'll we'll talk a little bit. How do you how do you learn some of these things? Um, actually, we may have a little chat about inner voice if we get the the opportunity. Um, but do join us, uh, and we'll we'll see if, we'll see if we've got a few book recommendations for you as well from Blair because he's got lots behind him and uh, written lots, and uh, he knows lots of good ones. So we'll, we'll find out what he what he loves, and maybe you can go away and read those and take away some inspiration. So we're we'll back again with you in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with, uh, with Blair Singer, and we've been talking about meaningful leadership and uh, and summit leadership and going up Kilimanjaro. And I was just sort of chatting with Blair during the break, and I was saying that I've been with uh, looking at a, a very standard industry, sort of managing director role profile yesterday. I was working with a couple of clients who, who do get the culture and the values kind of piece, but in, in that standardization of those, that, that, that particular document there was no mention there of culture of values of uh you know of being emotional intelligence of uh it was all about a lot of it was about profits and process and compliance and rules and documents and uh and i just found that uh that quite interesting i think blair started off by saying you know, a lot of people still don't get this so maybe that is the part of the shift to leadership 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. And like, like we're saying, I think the job of a leader is to see what other people don't see, mm-hmm. be able to sense what other people don't sense, to be able to get, you know, so much of the world we live in is not visible. It's not compliance. A lot of it is invisible. It's feelings, emotions, meanings, strengths, you know, attitudes, all that stuff. And and, I, and I've maintained this all along when I first started learning how to sell is that the issue of selling is not selling is pretty easy. You find out what people want and help them get it. That's it. But the tough part is the little voice in your head. You know, this is that little voice. Hey, you, you nobody wants to listen to you. What if they don't like you? What if they say no? And all that stuff. So that's completely invisible. Yeah. Unless you're a, a, a unless you're a, a, a good a good leader that understands that the the key is not just teaching people skills but also teaching them the mental skills you know the the emotional skills to be able to manage their day and manage their 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 task. Yeah, and that that's interesting. The, the inner voice that you mentioned mentioned there with you know shifting to leadership two point zero. For this uh, this present paradigm, it is going to require us to to uh, overcome our own inner voices and the inner voices of those around us who who might uh, naturally want to gravitate towards what's always come before 
and, and the behaviors that have always come before. So how do we quieten that inner voice or reprogramming it, program it and also help others to reprogram those around us to enable us to make that transition? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I wish I had a complete answer for that. I think the first, the the big answer is to understand that there is a little voice. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. To understand that um, human being, we all have a little voice. And if you don't know the little voice, it's the thing in your head that just said, that just said, what little voice? I don't have a little voice. That's the little voice, okay? You know, it can sound like parents. It can sound like the media. It can sound like whatever you want. But but it's that chat, constant chatter that goes on in your head that's not necessarily the real you. It's kind of the reactive you, okay? So first of all, to understand that you got one and everybody else has one. And when you get – and when, when your emotion goes up, when that little voice is hyperactive and you're upset, emotion goes up intelligence goes down, right? We always say things when we're upset that we wish we hadn't said. Um, so, so you, so somebody gets upset, then you get upset. Both of your emotions are high. Both intelligence are low. Now you have two idiots talking to each other, right? Which is what happens. I mean, you, all you got to do is watch the news. You know, why, what's going on? That's, that's, it's complete mismanagement or lack of understanding of, of, of what's going on inside of all of us, which is another whole thing. I'm going to say this. I mean, I, I kind of made a list here as we were talking. How do you deal with this? Well, as a leader, number one, what I see in the world is you're going to be a leader. You got to have some empathy, yeah. empathy. Okay. The person you just described, I would gather needs to really keep in mind that not everybody's concerned about compliance and profits in the organization. And if somebody's got a death in the family or an accident or something, you got to have some empathy there. Okay. People are not expendable. Um, yeah. You can always replace somebody, but they're not expendable. They're, 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 they're important p- pieces of your family. Number two, flexibility. Got to be flexible. What worked last week is not going to work this week. Okay. We just know that. Okay. Um, Clarity of focus. Uh, for small entrepreneurs, it's like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're all over the board. And what happens is it creates confusion. Um, but and for yourself and for other people, lack of effectiveness. So stay focused on one thing. And also to be able to take a broader view, I think the last thing is to be able to see trends, to be able to spot trends, not just financial and industry trends, but psychological trends. And if you've been watching since COVID, the mental health, mental health as a trend has been horrific. The number of people, you know, suicides and substance abuse and drug treatment facilities are filled to the brim and all these things going on out there, people not showing up for work, all those kinds of things. That's endemic of something else that people are not looking at. And so, but those are all trends that you can, if you can at least see the trend, you can have a little more peace of mind to understand that it's not just the person you're talking to. It's not just what's going on for you. It's just going on in the world. And how do I deal with that? How do I learn more? How do I, how do I become a, a better leader? How do I serve people better? Yeah. That's just my take. That's my take on it. Yeah. That's really that's really interesting. Uh, that men- mental health. I was reading a a great book the other day called Humankind, and uh, within it, it was talking about um, when when the Germans 
attacked attacked London in the Blitz, and I think it was something like about four three hundred and forty three planes approached London and and you know bombed it seriously. And the, the expectation would be that there would be division and um, uh, and issue. You know, people would have mind you know problems with with their mental health as well as the injuries. That there would be rioting, where there would be looting, uh, and it would on all hell would break loose. And they built centres for people to go to go to with outside of the city um, to, to help them deal with these mental issues. Didn't happen. People stuck together. People collaborated. Uh, people had one were one were, were one um, uh, sort of pubs remained open and said we've got no windows. We're even more open than open than usual. Come in and enjoy some uh, wartime spirit because we've got lots of it. And and people came together like never before. Sickness. Um, didn't increase productivity didn't drop except for when they had a bank holiday uh and uh i think what was fascinating about that it wasn't the stiff upper lip because it happens of the british it happens uh, around the world too it was about people coming together i guess with le- leadership being part of a community all in it together and the the entropy if we're not careful can break us up can't it it can split us up and divide us and then and we don't know what we believe and who we believe in and that's maybe perhaps contributing maybe to some of this horrific mental health you talked about perhaps that's right um, well it's i think it's as you mentioned and it's a function of leadership function of leadership um not that leadership is solely responsible but during that example you gave the leadership in in the uk at the time uh was strong okay and it, and it promoted never giving up it promoted staying together it promoted you know that we will tough this thing out together. So, yeah. So, so we're good. we're we're almost uh, near the end of the interview now. I've got probably three three minutes. Do I need to wrap up? And I just wonder, you know, we I know learning's a really big thing for you, and you can clearly learn through. You know, if you have the opportunity to take your team with Blair up a ma- up a mountain, or you, you 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 have team building, you take some time out with people. That's going to be good. But I, I don't know about you. I find that people. When I ask the question, you know, how many business books or personal development books have you read in the last year? I still get very, very few hands up. Um, what I think what you put in is helpful. Some people do listen to podcasts now, and thank goodness. Please keep on listening. Um, but Blair, do you have any recommendations of uh, of what you would? Say, you know, are there three or four kind of three must reads for Pete for you that? Well, uh, first, okay, I got a couple here. This one here, "Price of Tomorrow" by Jeff Booth. I think you've heard of this book. Um, he wrote this several years ago. He talks about the trend of technology. He says, why deflation is the key to an abundant future. Brilliant book. I've read it twice. Right. Um, and as a leader, you got to read this book because otherwise you're going to get, you're going to get blindsided because he not only talks about technology, but he also talks about the mental side of it. The fact that we are blindsided by it and that we don't even see it coming, which is what makes this, entropy so devastating for some people like what just happened i don't even know what happened okay you know so that's first one second one (laughs) real easy read this is uh turning pro by stephen pressfield stephen pressfield great author talks about there's a difference between being an an amateur and a pro when it comes to your dream whatever your dream is whether it's building a business writing a book whatever you know we're faced with what he calls resistance resistance shows up as a, as he calls it almost as a force of nature that gets you to stop, tries to get you to stop doing what you want to, what you want to do. 
And he talks about that brilliant book. He also wrote another one called um, The War of Art. The War of Art, not The Art of War, but The War of Art. That was another one. And I think the, one of the other good ones I read, um, I'm not sure that there's a lot of books, I think it was Endurance or it was at Shackleton. Either I forget which one because I couldn't find the copy of the book, but I read that about a year ago. But Endurance is a story of a great leader, Ernest Shackleton, on his uh, Arctic, Antarctic expedition, how he saved his entire crew, his entire crew from certain death, certain death, and the trials and tribulations and the thought process that he went through to get them all home safely. And um, that was, I was just on the edge of my seat reading that book and uh, loved that one. Fantastic. Those are great recommendations. Thank you so much. Have you got a, about 30, 30 seconds for a, you know, final message from you? <laughs> well, I guess the, the, the final message is this, is that we live in unprecedented times, which calls for unprecedented types of leaders. Uh, and what unprecedented means to me is that whatever you've been doing so far, you need to learn more. You need to upgrade yourself to it from a 1.0 to a 2.0. And what does that look like? And I'm going to advocate that it's on the inside, not on the outside. I'm going to advocate that it's about what we're talking about is what's meaning and what's meaningful to you and make the search of meaning, as Viktor Frankl talked about, make the search for meaning meaningful. Okay, um, make that imp an important piece because it's all it's your kids, it's you, it's your staff, it's your customers, it's everybody. And rest assured that if you, I believe that if you're the person that's willing to talk that through, even at a even almost a superficial level with the people I just mentioned, you'll stand yourself a, a, apart from other people as a person people tr trust even more, a person who gets it person who wants to be a, a great ally and a great friend. Blair, Blair thank you very much. I, I, I really trust you. And I just love the conversation yet again, some lots of just great nuance and suggestions and ideas and recommendations. And, uh, you know, thank you for what you do and, and, you know, the way you contribute. Uh, it's, uh, it's certainly very meaningful and very powerful. And thank you for joining us again today. Well, it's an honor. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, and leading, we just mentioned there on Trust on next week's show, uh, another uh, guest, that, uh, Mark Given, who's who's an expert on trust. Uh, and has, uh, we're going to talk about Trust for a Better World. He's written lots of books. He's a lovely fellow, and I love the interview with him. Uh, and he's coming on next week. And I was very honoured. He's just written his new book and he just asked me if it was OK to include a transcription of the last interview I did with him in, in the book. So I was very honoured by that. And it's nice that this uh, this work is is impacting people. So once again, a huge thank you to Blair Singer. Find out more about Blair and Blair's work at BlairSinger.com. That's BlairSinger.com. And any questions, you know, please, Chris at ChrisCooper.co.uk. Love to hear from you. Um, do connect with me on social media if you want to do let me know why you're connecting with me otherwise i'll probably ignore you um but thank you so much take care and make sure you go out and make a meaningful impact to all those communities to your family your kids uh, think about your workplace think about doing business in a better way uh, connect with people and uh, and elevate your leadership for a better world thank you We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, 
again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.